Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> Kia ora, everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. This episode of Kiwi Birth Tales is proudly sponsored by Edwards & Co., And if you haven't heard of Edwards & Co before, they are a Kiwi-owned and operated family business. Edwards & Co sell a range of baby gear, including the popular Oscar and Otto strollers. The latest release, Oscar MX, is an all-terrain three-wheel buggy with a reverse seat and plenty more cool features. If you'd like to check them out on Instagram, you can do so at Edwards & Co Baby. And just to let you know, definitely plugging their business because we have a Oscar stroller and we absolutely love it. So it comes with, or we bought the extra carry cot and capsule and I could not rave about it more. So super happy to be uh, partnering with them this week to bring you this episode. And they also have an amazing giveaway that they've come on board with. So if you want to go and check out the Kiwi Birth Tales Instagram, you might be able to win a Oscar MX stroller, which is amazing. So thank you very much, Edwards & Co., for coming on board, sponsoring this episode, and offering such an amazing product as a giveaway. I really appreciate it. A little bit of information about today's episode. I speak with Zoe about her two birth stories. Now, if you follow Zoe on Instagram, you will probably know her as Blessed in Doubles and her birth stories talk us through her two twin births. So she fell pregnant with her first set of twins and they do run in their family in different ways, but was still um, a shock, I guess, as it would be to find out that you're having twins. So she takes us through that pregnancy and birth and, yeah, didn't really go as she had hoped it would. So then she takes us through finding out that she was pregnant with twins again and how she put plans in place to create the birth that she really desired and the outcome of that which was so lovely to hear so I really appreciate Zoe taking the time to talk to us in this podcast episode and even if you're not having twins this will be a super relevant episode if you want to have a different birth experience to the first time around or if you're just wanting to get some sort of stories that might relate to you in terms of not having the birth experience that you desired so I'm super grateful to Zoe for chatting with us and I hope you you enjoy the episode let's jump into it hi zoe thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today thank you for having me this is so exciting this is my first podcast that i've been on yay i love being first (laughs) podcast cool would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family Yes. So hi guys, I'm Zoe. Um, I'm from Bless and Doubles, the blog. Um, I am married to my husband, Junior. Um, we've been married for nearly seven years now and we have two sets of twins. So 
we have five-year-old identical boy twins, Henry and Theo, and then we have um, fraternal boy-girl twins, Noah and Harlow, who are three. Yeah, amazing. Busy household. I love following you guys on Instagram, but <laughs> oh my gosh, you are some kind of superwoman. Oh, I'm tired, but I'm alive. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys the first time around? It was quite funny because my husband and I were newlyweds and we had kind of said to each other, you know, let's wait five years to have children. And we were so set on that. And one night I came home and I was like, should we just have a baby? And <laughs> my husband was like, no, that is ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, true, true. Like, let's think about this. It's just, you know, we'll sleep on it. And then he just turns around and he's like, let's have a month to try for a baby. And then within a month I was pregnant and we went for our scan and it was such a shock that it was twins, but he was so excited because this is all he ever wanted. It's what he prayed for twins. And then, yeah, yeah, we got our first set of twins. So it was, yeah, it was a quick journey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One I don't think we were yeah, like incredible. And how prepared. did you find out? Yeah. Um, I found out, yeah. um, that I was pregnant when I just felt a bit funny. I had had a coffee and I didn't usually drink coffee. Um, and I just felt a bit weird. And my mum was like, oh, you might be pregnant. I was like, nah, surely not. Because I had just come <laughs> off my pill after being on it for five years. So yeah, I yeah. found out I ended up taking a test, but it came back negative and then the next morning I just randomly was like, I'm going to check that test again. And there was the faintest line on it. And I just like screamed because <laughs> we were kind of sad. We we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, that, that chapter's ending now. Cause we just said one month yeah. and then we were going to move on and say, oh, we'll just go off and travel and do whatever we wanted. But nope, <laughs> we got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah amazing and how were you feeling in that first trimester like did you have much morning sickness or anything else like that oh my gosh um with Henry and Theo it was horrible I was sick for 26 weeks and I couldn't really eat anything uh -huh. apart from crackers and white bread with butter on it and I just honestly <laughs> drank so yeah. much orange juice it was just like orange juice I loved orange juice and I hated water but yeah, it was a struggle those first, because I was a flight attendant as well. I was flying. So mm -hmm. I flew up to 26 weeks. And then as soon as I stopped flying, I actually, I wasn't sick anymore, which was amazing. Yeah. And what scan, like sort of how far along were you when you found out that it was twins? I think we we're only about six weeks, six weeks. Yeah. We were just six weeks, so it was yeah. really early, and um, there were two little flickers there, which was just crazy. Yeah, amazing. And are twins, like, in your family, or was it just totally random? Um, So twins, we have one set on my mum's side, and that was my great aunts. They were identical girls. And then on my husband's side, there's literally, like, nine sets of twins. But we didn't think that we would have twins. Oh, wow. We were just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of twins on his <laughs> side. Yeah, cool, awesome. And how were you feeling sort of once you got over that initial sickness? What was the rest of your pregnancy journey like? 
It was honestly amazing because I got grounded from flying and I stopped working at 26 weeks. So I just kind of enjoyed everything. I was nesting. I was relaxing. I was exercising until I was about 36 weeks as well um, at the gym. And I was just, yeah, it was chill. I don't even remember what it's like to be pregnant and not have children to like run around after it seems like a distant memory yeah <laughs> yeah awesome and did you do the sort of standard testing like did you have to do more tests because you were pregnant with twins no because after I took that test we went straight to the doctors and then I did a test there and it was positive and um we did have to do a lot of scans we had to go in every two yeah. weeks for scans because the boys were identical which means that they shared a placenta um, but they had their mm-hmm. own amniotic sacs. So, um, yeah, lots of testing for that because there's a risk of twin to twin transfusion syndrome, which is, right. can be fatal. Yeah. So just lots of monitoring. Yeah. Yeah. And did you find out the sex of the boys while you were pregnant? Yes, we did. We had a reveal <laughs> party and, um, my best friend, Albie, she baked a big cake for us and yeah we cut the cake and I was wearing pink and I thought I misheard (laughs) Albie saying something to my mum so I thought they were girls so when I cut the cake I thought it was like a trick (laughs) Uh. but no it was boys it was boys I'm so glad too I love having boys yeah awesome cool and did you do any sort of antenatal classes or any birth education resources before you went into labor I did um go to some antenatal classes I think I went to one with my husband and they were talking about all the different positions um of how babies um sit inside your womb and what the outcome would be if the babies were in those positions and I just remember feeling so scared after that and I was like I don't think I want to go back to those classes because it just kind of like I knew that stuff already but I just felt like I felt scared after going so we just stopped going and I just I just kept imagining the birth that I wanted to have and you know just stayed educated with what could happen but for me I felt prepared like I felt like I was okay not to go in and I'm close with my mum and we talked about so much stuff all the time and heaps of my friends had had babies and yeah I guess my husband and I just felt equipped to deal with it yeah awesome cool and did you have sort of a birth plan like do you have to go to the hospital when you're having twins what were your sort of thoughts around yeah a birth plan yeah so we did have a birth plan um which was to give birth in the hospital and um, to be induced early because they, they are twins. Like they say 36 weeks, 37 weeks is um, like a, you know, they're fine, they're full term then. Yeah. So they should really come out if, if they're identical. Um, so that was my plan to go to hospital and give birth and, I didn't want to have an epidural um, and I just understood that if things weren't to go to that plan that, you know, that was okay and that I was educated and knowing what else would happen and my midwife and I had discussed so many things 
before that to know that if certain things were to happen that she understood and knew what my wishes were so that she could advocate for me that was probably like my most important thing that she knew and my husband knew what I wanted um and were able to advocate that for me because it had always been a dream of mine to home birth and then I'm not saying it's not an option, but just for my first birth, I was like, oh, no, I don't think I want to do that. I just want to be in the hospital, yeah, you know, and birth them there. But things definitely didn't really go to plan. Um, I still had Henry and Theo, um, a vaginal birth with them, which was amazing. But, yeah, lots of things that you learn when you're first having a child that you just can't even comprehend or understand because you've never experienced it before. Yeah, for sure. And did your labor end up starting spontaneously or were you induced at 37 weeks? Yeah, I was induced at 37.3 and then I gave birth at 37.5. So I was induced and it took three Maybe I went in at 37 too. No, I think I did go in three days before. It took three days. So, yeah, Yeah. it took a while for me. I had to get the gel for three days in a row, and they can't Mm -hmm. put another lot in. They have to do it every 12 hours. So I would get it, like, morning and night, and it wouldn't work. Like, my body was Mm -hmm. not ready, you know. I didn't even budge. I was just (laughs) – my cervix was closed, but – um. We kind of learn after that my cervix is further back. So we we thought afterwards that I might have actually been dilated, but they just couldn't feel that I was. Right. So that was yeah. so good to learn that for my second birth because I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And do you want to take us through sort of that induction process and then into your birth story? Yes, yeah. So – The induction was awesome, like going in, everyone was amazing and, you know, it's so exciting because you're finally going to meet, you know, we were finally going to meet our babies, but I didn't understand, I knew it was going to be a long process, but just going through that process is so emotional because it's Mm. three days and there are so many things that can happen in that time. So yeah, I had the gel for three days in a row and then I finally got to one centimeter and it was so amazing. And then um, all the obstetricians and stuff came in and they kind of gave me like the rundown of all the risks and what they wanted for me. And they really pushed me to have an epidural. And I, I just was like to them, no, I don't want to. Um, And then they came back and did the rounds again and they, pushed for me to get the epidural which I totally understand the reasonings for but it just honestly instilled so much fear into my husband and I and at that point my midwife wasn't present either so she wasn't there to advocate for me so it that part was really hard because I kind of felt like my choices were being taken away from me at that point and then I was scared you know whereas in the lead up I was so positive I was so confident in my body and knowing what my body could do so after I got the epidural um I had started to labor I had been in labor for a couple of days by then actually contracting so I was quite exhausted so they gave me a bit of pitocin to speed up my contractions and I think within maybe five hours yeah I got up to seven centimeters And then the last, 
I know that in the last hour I just went to straight to 10. My midwife had come by seven centimeters, so she was there and setting everything up, and it was such an amazing atmosphere, and we were so excited. My mum was there, and my sister was there filming, and my hubby was there as well. I was ready to go. My midwife had checked me. I was 10 centimeters ready to go, and then an obstetrician just came in. I had met her for like maybe five minutes. She just came in washed her hands my midwife went to say hi to her and she just ignored my midwife completely and moved my midwife out of the way and was like yeah I'm here I'm gonna deliver your babies (laughs) and that was like yeah I know and it actually happened like that it was the most tense atmosphere that you could imagine after Mm -hmm. that and she was very direct and very like abrupt So I kind of, um, she just said to me, right, we're going to put your legs up in stirrups. She didn't ask me how I wanted to birth or anything. And, you know, I was a first time mum, and I Mm. was petrified by this point. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do whatever. So my legs were up in stirrups, which I did not want at all. And, um, I pushed, I was pushing for maybe, I think it was between five to 10 minutes. And, um, his heart, Henry's heart rate and everything was fine. You know, my midwife by this point couldn't really step in because I don't know, there's that, you know, she's a midwife and then she's an obstetrician. So she just stayed there and encouraged me by that point. And then, um, the obstetrician pretty much was like, oh, I'm going to be giving you an episiotomy. And I was like, oh, why? It had literally been 10 minutes of me mm. pushing and there was no reason to even have an episiotomy. She didn't even wait for me. She just gave me the episiotomy. And after 20 minutes, Henry was out. Like it was so fast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when he came out, it was like amazing. But they just were like holding my stomach and wanting me, you know, they just literally, I birthed Henry and they wanted me to hold him for like 10 seconds. I had him, I got to look at him and then I had to hand him over and then they wanted me to start pushing again. Mm. And then after eight minutes, Theo was born. So it was like so fast, so, so fast, but so rushed and like when you are having twins, you're like pushing one baby out and you cannot you can't relax because you're like, Oh Mm. my gosh, this baby's safe. Now I've got to push and get the next baby out. Yeah. And you know, there was quite a few people in the room. Everyone was rushing around. The lights were on like full brightness. And even the obstetrician was telling me to push throughout my, when I wasn't contracting. So Uh, it was just, I think it was just a bit all over the show. And because I had my epidural, I couldn't really feel anything. So I just, Honestly, I just did what she said and it wasn't until after my birth that I, you know, processed everything and I was like, wow, that was actually quite traumatic. Yeah, yeah. And how did you sort of, I guess, like process that once you got the chance to reflect? um, Did you have, yeah, sort of any emotions or feelings towards your birth that that came up post-birth? Yeah, it was so funny because – they didn't let my husband stay that night. So he ended up going home and I, you know how you just give birth and you've got all this adrenaline. I was just up Mm -hmm. with the boys and this was like, you know, they're only a couple of hours old 
And I ended up watching my birth video and it wasn't until I watched it. I was so brave. I don't know what, what I was thinking, but I just was like, oh my gosh, I want to relive it. I want to, you know, be in it. It wasn't until I watched it and my sister turned the camera away for a few minutes. And then I asked her the next day, I was like, why did you turn the camera away? And she was like, oh, because she was cutting you. And I was like, what? And I didn't even realize that I had had an, an episiotomy. And that there like really triggered me and I kind of went on like a bit of a, I think now looking back, I probably, it was quite traumatic and I did suffer a little bit from a bit of postnatal yeah. depression from it. Um, but yeah, it was confronting to just feel like your, your rights have been like stripped yeah. away from you. And I ended up laying a formal complaint against um, the obstetrician. And it was so crazy because it wasn't even the first complaint. There's been like so mm -hmm. many complaints against this obstetrician, which just made me, I think that's upset me even more. Yeah. So um, after I laid the complaint though, I just made peace with my birth. And, you know, I had heaps of people being like, oh, well, you shouldn't really be feeling, you know, upset. You got to give birth naturally and, you know, your babies are here safe. And yes, that's a hundred percent. Like they, they were born safely. I got to have a natural delivery, just what I wanted, but also it's okay to admit that there were things there that, you know, didn't happen the way that I would have liked to, or, you know, with my rights being taken away from me, I'm allowed to be sad and upset and process that. But I couldn't sit in that, especially yeah. with newborn twins. I exclusively breastfed them for like a year and a half. So I had to just be okay with what happened. And I think I've accepted it. And I accepted it quite quickly after. And I just moved on after I laid the complaint. Yeah. I was like, it's done. And me and my midwife discussed it. And, oh, she just felt terrible. Mm -hmm. Like never, ever experienced anything like that. And she was... I think she was just in shock that it even happened, you know, yeah. like right in front of her. And she felt really helpless as well. But mm. it just goes to show that ad we need advocates and we need to know what we want and what is to happen if it doesn't go the way that we're planning. I think just having yeah. that acceptance around the whole thing is so important as mothers and just to really treasure and honor mums for what they've been through during birth because it is traumatic. You're whether you're having a natural birth or a cesarean, it's you're literally your body is going through something so big. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think um there'll be a lot of women out there who can resonate with your story around feeling like they've had their rights taken away and some will have laid a complaint and some won't have. But I think it's a really important yeah. thing to acknowledge that it's okay to feel like you didn't get the birth that you had hoped for. And if that was as, as a result of someone else sort of making decisions for you and you're not feeling like you could sort of advocate for yourself, it's, it's so common and it's okay to talk about and it's okay to feel those yeah. feelings, but it's, I'm, yeah, I'm pleased to hear that you sort of were able to accept it. And I guess you're right with newborn twins. It's sort of something that you probably didn't have yeah, a long time to sit in. So yeah, I just think that will resonate yeah. with a lot of people. Oh, it's so good. 
Yeah. Awesome. And once you got home, how did you sort of adjust to life <laughs> with these new twins and your whole life has completely changed? I mean, one baby completely changes your life, but you've got two. So yes. do you want to take us through what that experience was like and sort of how you made that adjustment as a, as a couple? Yeah, for sure. So my husband's a police officer and he's always worked shift work. So he'll work yeah. six days on, four days off. And he was working shift, but he took a few weeks off at the beginning, which was amazing. But I always say to people, we don't know what it's like to have one child yeah. or one baby. So for us, it's it was just normal. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know, it was definitely hard but having him there for those first few weeks actually made things so much easier and we kind of got into a bit of a routine quite early and we had um Dorothy Wade come over I don't know if you yeah. know her she's like yeah she's like a sleep consultant guru um she came over and took some photos with us for her new book and she shared just so much wisdom with us on rapping and burping and all this kind of stuff so and they were only a couple of weeks old then so from there we learned you know oh my gosh if they're not burping properly this is another way to do it and we just got into a flow of things and it was definitely busy but we had so much help my mum would come over and clean and bring food and we had lots of we have lots of family so they were just like lots of people, lots of visitors coming over and helping hands. And I was not shy. Like if people were like, oh, do you want me to do anything? I'm like, yeah, can you please do my washing? Because like, yeah. I need help. But all of all of our friends and family were just so amazing. They'd come over and bring food and help us. But even looking back now, I think I used to, I fed on demand. So I would just be up and feeding all the time like they were yeah. just always hungry and I remember cluster feeding and just never wearing normal clothes like I was always just in my maternity <laughs> bras but I I don't know I look back and I just cherish those moments now I think at the time yeah it was definitely testing but I have quite a high capacity so I think that it was okay and I, yeah. I wasn't feeling like overwhelmed there were definitely times where I would you know I remember this one time the boys would not stop crying and the thing is so funny like our twins never really cry together it'll just be like one would cry but this night both of the boys were crying <laughs> and I think they were crying for like two hours and I think that was probably like when I realized oh my gosh is this what it's going to be like Lucky it wasn't. I just called my mother-in-law. I think it was like one in the morning because Junior was at work. She just <laughs> came over and they instantly stopped crying. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, I can resonate with the sort of crying in the middle of the night, but I, I, yeah, I can't imagine it with two. So it's really – it is so yeah. interesting to hear And it was hysterical. And yeah, yeah. It's so hard. And what was your sort of physical recovery like from birth? How did you go um, healing from your episiotomy and just sort of birth in general? How did you feel? Honestly, I bounced back so quickly, which I didn't think I would do as in like my healing for my episiotomy. I think it was like a bit sore for maybe a week or two. Um, yeah. But I just 
had a stack of pads like with I poured water on them and I just froze them and I just wore yeah. them all the time I just kept changing those and they were a lifesaver but honestly straight after I gave birth I just got up and I showered and I walked and I just made sure that I got back to walking just not to lose weight or anything but just to get fresh air and to yeah. move my body and that really helped me and also with two new babies I was like I can't be in this house like I yeah. I will go crazy so yeah it, I actually found my I did not think my body would recover as well as it did but also breastfeeding as well I was yeah I was just constantly breastfeeding and yeah yeah and did you sort of did you get your period back while you were still breastfeeding the boys or what was that like no, I did not get my period back until the boys were 18 months. Yeah. And um, as soon as I got my period back, I think I had one period and then I fell pregnant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while and I was on the pill, may I add. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you obviously were sort of trying for that um, pregnancy at the time. Uh, absolutely not. Cause the boys <laughs> were 18 months old, you know, it yeah, just yeah. got easier. It yeah. literally started cause I just stopped breastfeeding and then I got my period back. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, I was okay for the boys to have like maybe a, a night at their Nana's house by then, you know? And yeah, then I got pregnant yeah. and I was like, Oh my gosh, that was out of the blue so unexpected yeah and how did you find out did you sort of think you might be pregnant because you'd had one and then it didn't come again or or what was that experience like oh my gosh no I did not have any inkling at all that I was pregnant but we had my friend's 30th birthday coming up and I think it was maybe the Wednesday and I kept hearing this ad on my FM, if you think you could be pregnant, like take a test before you go up. And I just was laughing because at this time we'd actually sold everything we owned and moved into um, family's house and we were meant to leave for Australia in like a month. So we had actually sold everything and we were moving mm. country. Yeah. Um, so... I was at, um, yeah, we were living at Junior's uncle's house and I heard that ad. So I was like, oh, I have a random test. Maybe I should just take it, you know, not expecting it to come back positive, but it just came back positive straight away, yeah. straight away. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I thought it was wrong. <laughs> and I called Junior because he was at work. I was like, babe, I think I'm pregnant because I've just taken the test and it's coming back positive. And I Googled positive you know negative positive and it was like a 0.1 chance yeah. so he came home and he had like five tests and they were all <laughs> just like positive positive I was like oh my gosh we've actually got nothing we were living out of suitcases we'd sold our car it was just like honestly it was the most insane time and then we <laughs> ended up going to get our scan and because we scanned every two weeks with Henry and Theo um we had the same lady her name was Diane yeah. and she was just so amazing so I booked in to go and get the scan with her and when we walked in the door she was like you guys are back quickly like are you here for what I think you're here for and I was like yes and I honestly 
as soon as my test came back positive, I just knew I was having twins. I said to my yeah. husband, oh my gosh, it's twins. I, I just know it is. He's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, <laughs> no, honestly, I feel like it's twins. I even said to all my family and everything before we went in. And when we got into the um, sonographer's office, I said to her, it's twins. I just, I don't know why I feel like it is, but I just feel like it is. Sure enough, Diane <laughs> starts scanning me. She puts the Doppler on and there's two heartbeats. And we were just like, honestly, we were just hysterically laughing, all of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can just, oh, I can honestly, like, I can't imagine, but I can imagine that feeling in that room and just <laughs> what a crazy situation. <laughs> I know, especially when it was confirmed and the way that yeah. I was feeling because I honestly felt like I was three months pregnant. And when she mm. scanned me, I was like five weeks or something ridiculous. Yeah. I was so early and I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I, I thought I was three months or something. No, you're yeah. only five weeks. And then when she said it was fraternal twins, I was like, no, it's not. They must be identical because it was so weird from going from having identical twins to yeah. then having fraternal, we were like, how has this happened? <laughs> yeah, crazy. And how did you guys sort of process that? I mean, I know you said that you felt like it was twins, but once you had that confirmed, how do you sort of process, like you've got these 18-month-old twins and now you're going to have another set? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I actually bet my husband a vasectomy when we were in the car. I was like, if it's twins, then you have to get a vasectomy. He's like, yep sweet as because he just was like nah it's not gonna be yeah. but to be honest we were again we were really excited I think the pregnancy itself was shocking because it was just not planned and we were not expecting it and uh, I mean we were meant to move, we were about to move countries and yeah. we did move countries but we were just excited and we were like at least we know what we're doing now at least we know you know I know that I can breastfeed I know that I've had an I've had a natural birth and I just said to Junior like this is so redeeming for me because I'm having another set of twins and I get to have the birth that you know I get to take my power back and yeah. birth another set of twins and do it in a way that is going to really bring a lot of healing to me mm -hmm. so I just yeah. felt yeah I felt so blessed when we found out we're having our second set and I just thought, oh, well, we've done it once. Like, surely the <laughs> second time, you know, when you have your second baby, yeah, yeah. it's easier. But it's just like that with twins because we didn't know any anything else. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And how was your pregnancy this time? Was it much different to your first? Um, It was a lot different because I had the boys mm -hmm. um, and – I was sick for only 14 weeks, but this one was so different. I was just vomiting constantly. It was horrible. I think the pregnancy at the beginning, just for 14 weeks being sick and just always vomiting, was worse than being sick for 26 mm -hmm. weeks. Because at least when I was sick, I felt better. And then I would, yeah. you know, I'd start feeling sick again. But 14 weeks, it was really quick. Like with both pregnancies I didn't have any complications they were super straightforward um the twins were always really healthy I was really healthy and active but it's just so hard being pregnant when you have 
other children because yeah. we yeah they were 18 months and they were running around and you know they were so active and you know 18 month olds don't really care to listen <laughs> so I just remember being tired all the time I was like oh my gosh I just want to yeah. sit down but you know 18 month old babies don't want to sit down <laughs> especially boys they just want to run off and play yeah yeah for sure and did you find out the sex of this pregnancy yeah, we did. I actually kept my pregnancy like hidden for 20 weeks um, because we had moved to Australia and no one saw me. I wasn't actually on, I didn't have blessed and doubles then either. So um, we ended up going to a scan and I think we were 14 weeks and sh they said, oh, you're having a boy. And they said, oh, the second one looks like a girl, but we can't tell you. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no. So then I we did think it was a girl, but I just didn't want to say, oh, yeah, it's a girl. And then, you know, just be like, oh, no, yeah. it's actually a boy. Cool. And how were you feeling towards the end stages of your pregnancy? Were you still overseas or were you back in New Zealand? Um, we went overseas for four months and then we came home and we just were like, no, we need to be home. Um, so yeah. we ended up finding a house and settling really quickly. So we were all ready for babies. Um, we were excited. We had everything. And although I was tired, um, yeah, I did have like a different sense of energy because I just was in preparation mode. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. did you have the same midwife or a different one this time? No, I had a different midwife. My old midwife wasn't available. So I ended up finding my midwife, Sharon Robinson. She is incredible. She's helped women give birth in like the jungle and everything. She's <laughs> traveled the world. So she's just really holistic and She's a home birth midwife as well. So that was something else that I had actually considered with her. Yeah, awesome. And how did you go at sort of talking through your previous birth with her and making plans for your next birth and what were your thoughts around your birth plan and, yeah, how were you feeling there? Yeah, I was actually feeling so good, so positive and just really excited. Um, She was extremely empowering and she's a massive advocate so we discussed doing a home birth and her other midwife that she works with was like all for it um and then we also discussed having um a hospital birth and she said like I can 100% help you in getting home birth you know but at the hospital so we created yeah. that we created a plan um to give birth at the hospital and to be induced again. And I planned for my induction to be when that obstetrician wasn't working. So I knew that, you know, I had a five day gap to go in and be induced. And um, yeah, we had a solid birth plan that everyone that was to come into the room was to understand and know the birth plan and just know what I wanted. And that, Basically, her and I and my husband would be delivering the babies. Everyone signed it as well. The um, uh, awesome. birth yep. plan when they came in, which was just really good for me in my mind to know because it just meant that they understood it. 
you know, and while yeah. I'm going through labor, it's just not something I want to be stressing about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. And think, I think um, probably a tip that others will be able to take from your story as well as, as something that they can do in their birth plan. So yeah, definitely a good idea. And do you want to take us through um, your induction and how this labor progressed and then into your birth story? Yes. So this induction was incredible. I went in, I got um, my first lot of gel and my midwife actually came with me from the beginning. So I had explained to her everything in depth about my first pregnancy and she was just adamant that that was not going to happen again. So she came with me, came in when the obstetricians all came around, everybody knew each other, they introduced themselves and she wasn't like speaking for me, she was just there. And um, that was amazing. So I had my first lot of gel and she was prescribing me all these things. So she was able to give me the gel. It wasn't the hospital midwife. So it was awesome having her there and having one person. Um, and yeah. after a couple of hours, I um, had already progressed to one centimeter. So she kind of went off and like went and saw her other girls in the area. And I just said, oh, when contractions start to get like a bit more intense, I'll just call you back. So she went and rested and um, everything was fine. I like went into labor straight away. And by about 8 p.m., I was like, oh, I'm going to have some burger fuel. And after that, <laughs> I needed to go to the bathroom. And then that's when I think like active labor just kicked in everything kind of I just had like a big clear out and I was like what the heck because I didn't have that with my first birth because mm -hmm. I had the epidural and I was just like I couldn't feel anything so yeah. um I went into active labor and you know I I do remember the obstetricians coming around and like they were pushing for me to have an epidural again and I just said to them like this time I was firm I was like no I'm not having it. Thank you. I understand that it's there. And if I want it or I need it, I'll ask. And I think they they kind of understood that I was pretty firm this time because they didn't push for it again. Um, yeah. I did ask them if I could go and labor in the water. And they were like, no, we don't want you in the water because we can't monitor you the whole time. So they wanted me to be on the monitors the entire labor so from like morning until whenever mm -hmm. you know and that just meant I had to lie down and labor on the bed and I was just like nah I'm not gonna do that they had like the portable monitors so I yeah. ended up going down into the um rooms where you can have water births and I just got into the water and I just stayed in there and spent my whole labor in there and we could do intermittent monitoring so we were still monitoring the babies and it was fine. Um, and then all of a sudden, I think this was about, I think I gave birth at about 1 PM and I was induced in the morning at like nine. So yeah, I just labored for the whole day. And then about 1230, I just felt the biggest urge to push. And <laughs> we, all the doctors ran down to the room, like with a wheelchair because they didn't want me to give birth in the water. But um, I actually had said to my midwife before they came, I was like, I think I want to get out of the water and go and give birth on the bed. I don't know why I just felt, and I always 
thought I would have a water birth, but my body was just like, nah, I need to be on the bed. And at that point I was so exhausted. The contractions were so sore. And I remember mm. like me and my hubby were laughing cause I was like fake crying. I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, I want the epidural. And then my midwife was like, just reminding me, she was like, no, this isn't what you wanted, but you're not far now because um, when you want the epidural, you're like pretty much there, like you're too far gone mm-hmm. anyway. So um, I was like, yeah, fake crying. We just couldn't stop laughing. So then <laughs> after that big like, I made this crazy like noise and I was like, Ugh. and then the doctors ran down. I got out and then I just went into the room. I just walked past them and I was just like, no, I'm going to walk. I just jumped up on the bed and then all the pain disappeared from my contractions and I just felt ready to push. They checked me. I was 10 centimeters and then I just started pushing and within half an hour, Harlow was here and it was so funny because my midwife was like do you want to touch her head and I'm like no get her out and then I just pushed her out and she just she came flying out though she just came flying out and um yeah I got to actually hold her and do delayed cord clamping and you know just spend time with her um because with Henry and Theo didn't get to have any of that nothing Mm -hmm. it was such a rush so all the things that I wanted, the doctors all knew. And yeah, my midwife was sitting there and she actually helped. Yeah, she was there helping me deliver the baby. So it was really, um, it was really amazing. And then once Harlow was um, born, I pushed Noah out 31 minutes later, which was such a long time compared to the eight minutes mm-hmm. between Henry and Theo. Um, but it was amazing because I actually got to, like connect with Harlow and I wasn't too stressed and the doctors weren't that stressed either they were just kind of standing there quietly watching while me and my midwife and my husband were just like doing our own thing um so it just felt really safe and positive and my midwife was honestly my midwife and my husband were incredible and I just felt so empowered like I couldn't believe that I got to do that I couldn't believe I got to have that kind of birth yeah amazing and was um Noah then popped up onto your chest as well or what happened from there yeah yeah um so I ended up handing Harlow over to my husband and um they did all the checks and stuff and then I pushed out Noah and I just remember like honestly after pushing out Harlow because the last time I'd had an epidural I couldn't feel it This time I could Mm. feel everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do not. I feel like I was actually holding him in because I was like, ah, (laughs) that was really sore. But he came out when I actually started pushing because I wasn't pushing for that 30 minutes in between. I was just like relaxing, you know, and then they were like, oh, okay, shall we start pushing again? And I was just like, oh, really? Okay. But it wasn't painful as in the contractions weren't painful. It was like down there was painful. So mm-hmm. once he was out, it was like amazing. I just got to hold him. And um, I remember just like giving him a boob like straight away. And it was just amazing. It was such a euphoric experience. Yeah. Awesome. And did you need any stitches or anything like that from this birth? Yeah, I did need some stitches. I just tore a little bit um, 
like internally um so yeah. yeah they just stitched me up and that was actually fine that wasn't that bad yeah yeah awesome yeah. and how long did you spend in the hospital before you went home um I literally stayed one night and then I went home the next day oh <laughs> sorry I actually went to Helensville birthing center that's where I went with oh, awesome. Henry and Theo as well so I usually spend like three or four days there after I give birth and it is just a retreat. It's a sanctuary where my mm -hmm. hubby and I could go and just be with the babies and learn and do all that cluster feeding and have amazing lactation consultants on hand and midwives and they just bring you in all their food and it's, oh, it, I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you feel sort of leaving there and, and taking your new twins home? And how did the boys go um, adjusting to having two little babies around the house? And yeah, what was that experience like? Oh, we were so excited because, you know, the boys just, they, we didn't actually bring them up to the birth. Oh no, we did bring them up to the birthing center but they just weren't really interested in the twins. So when we yeah. got home, we we're excited to get back to normal life and get back to just, yeah, what our new life would look like, I guess. And it was pretty full on, but we kind of set things up and got the boys new toys and stuff like that. And they didn't really go near the babies for, I reckon, about a few weeks. They were just kind of like sussing them out. And they would just go mm. off and do their own thing. And then that novelty wore off and they were kind of like, oh, yay, we've got a brother and a sister. <laughs> but I remember it just being like full on all the time yeah. with the feeding. And the breastfeeding was so different that time because when I had Henry and Theo, I would just tandem feed and I was just a tandem feeding pro. But Harlow and mm. Noah fed so differently. So I just fed them one at a time so that was just really time consuming and yeah I was constantly getting mastitis that was the same as Henry and Theo I think just a real oversupply because I already had a lot of milk and um I would express after every single feed so then I was like producing more milk but it just yeah. meant that the babies were never hungry. So they were just never like screaming because they were hungry, which meant we had them in such a, we had them in a strict routine would literally, they would wake, I would feed them. I would already have express milk there. So then we would top them up, burp them, change them and then wrap them and they would go back down. And that's how easy they were. But I reckon yeah. it was because there was so much milk they just, they were full. So there was nothing else to do. You know, they didn't really have much of yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. And yeah. how did you find your physical recovery this time around? Was it much different from your first birth? Um, it was definitely a faster recovery um, this time around. Um, yeah. I think just not having the epidural and not having all those fluids, I had no swelling whatsoever my stitches healed so quickly and it was so different to having an episiotomy um yeah it didn't feel as painful um and yeah my body just recovered so well I just think it was yeah I had such an awesome birth and we just got back into it and I think the breastfeeding really helped with like the contracting 
or my stomach going back down and things like that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And how do you sort of feel now looking back on both of your birth experiences and, and obviously having the experience that you really wanted with your first and your second birth, has it sort of given you the healing and closure and positive feelings that you wanted to have around birth or yeah, what, what's your sort of feelings towards it now? Yeah, definitely. I think I had healed before I had had um, Harlow yeah. and Noah, which was really, really important for my journey throughout motherhood because I can understand like how traumatic things can be and how it can really consume you. And I think those first two weeks where I did feel that constant consume, I don't think that, yeah, it would have been good if I'd carried on in that place. So I'm glad that I, you know, talked to whoever I needed to talk to and I did what I needed to do to process it and to move on. But having that second birth, was really empowering and it just made me I guess take back my voice and I was on Instagram by then so I was able to share these things with women that I was experiencing and going through and just sharing like you know you might not have had the birth that you wanted the first time but I promise you that you're gonna feel better and you know time will heal everything and you can you know, take back your power, even if it wasn't the birth that you wanted the second time, you know, you still have your power to say, this is what I want. And these are going to be the alternative yeah. options. So yeah, I, yeah. I loved, I loved being able to have that second birth. And as much as I would love to have another baby, I'm like, uh, <laughs> it probably will be twins. So I think I'm happy with those. <laughs> to birth but I do think constantly I'm like oh I could just have one more because I have four (laughs) kids but I only had two pregnancies and two births which is amazing but also I look at other mums and I'm like oh you got that four times you know (laughs) so there's always a part where I wonder yeah, well, we'll keep an um, eager eye out just in case. <laughs> oh. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Zoe, for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with us. I've absolutely loved talking to you, and I know there'll be so many people out there who love hearing your story. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. And I honestly, I love what you're doing. You're empowering women and just having a platform for them to be able to share their voice no matter what is just, yeah, really, really amazing. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I really hope you enjoyed it. And a massive thank you to Edwards & Co for sponsoring this episode. They have a really exciting giveaway. So if you're listening to this in sort of live time, then pop over to the Kiwi Birth Tales Instagram and have a look at the giveaway because it's an amazing product that I'm super happy to be able to gift to someone. So yeah, go and check us out on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at KiwiBirthTales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.